We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Wednesday, January the 29th, 2020. On today's show, I break down South Carolina basketball's road trip to Fayetteville, Arkansas, as the Gamecocks take on the Arkansas Razorbacks at Bud Walton Arena. I'll talk about the top storylines, players to watch for, keys to the game, give my prediction, and much, much more. Also, we continue along with the position unit previews for South Carolina baseball as I break down the Gamecocks' third base position, including the key losses, who's back this year, who has the most to prove, the best overall, and much, much more. Before we get into everything, this is a podcast sent to you by our friends over at Ag South Farm Credit. Guys, most lenders don't understand land financing. Ag South Farm Credit specializes in land financing, has been doing it for over 100 years. They make loans for small and large acreage, hunting property, timberland, farm and pasture land, even home mortgages and construction. They have a ton of great benefits, including long-term fixed rate financing for 20 years, down payments as low as 15%. They have competitive rates and they pay an average of 25% of the interest back every year as what they call patronage. They're cooperative, so they share in their profits with their member borrowers. So guys, for example, on a $300,000 loan at 6.5% for 20 years, you would get back $2,770 each year. They also have an experienced lending staff that knows land and knows how to finance. So guys, Whenever you're making a big-time life decision, whatever it may be, whether you're buying a car, you're buying your first home, your dream home, whether you're buying a plot of land, you're getting a mortgage, whatever it may be, you're spending a sum of money like that. Anytime you're making that sort of decision, you want to make sure you have the right people around you, right? You have the right support system. Those are going to make you, uh, they're going to make that decision simple for you, easy for you. They're going to take the stress off. Ag South Farm Credit is that lender. Like I said, whether you're buying a plot of land, you're getting your first home, your dream home, you're getting a mortgage in general. They're super friendly, super easy to work with, and they're going to make this process super simple and super easy for you. And like I said, alleviate some of that stress that comes with it. One of the questions they get asked most often, so someone will find a tract of land they want to buy for hunting, and they want to know about their current interest rates, right? We all want to know about the interest rates. How much am I paying in interest? So they get this question a lot. And it's hard to give a clear answer with so many variables. So their rates are competitive with other lenders, but rates do change daily. Uh, how long you term it out tied with your current financial situation also makes a difference. So with a just, quick, just a quick conversation, they can get you a ballpark quote, but do keep in mind, guys, it, good, it could change based on the day and further analysis of your financials. So if you want any more information from Ag South Farm Credit, you want to talk rates with those guys, give them a call, 844-AG-SOUTH is their number, or go to their website, agsouthfc.com slash T-S-U-S. That's A-G-S-O-U-T-H-F-C.com 
slash TSUS, Ag South and Eco Housing Lender, NMLS 619-788. So again, their website, agsouthfc.com slash TSUS, or give them a call, 844-AG-SOUTH, and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. All right, let's get into it. show as always appreciate you guys tuning in got a packed show obviously we're talking Gamecocks basketball Gamecocks baseball as well uh, I, I was thinking about this yesterday I think I forgot to mention yesterday episode 200 by the way so for those that that care or think that's a monumental thing I guess uh, pretty cool obviously for us to hit 200 episodes um, cheers to the next 200 episodes if you will but cool stuff this is episode 201 and like I said we've got a lot to talk about as it is game day this is a game day episode of the Spurs Up show as South Carolina basketball traveling to Fayetteville Arkansas taking on the Arkansas Razorbacks looking to get back to winning ways continue its winning streak if you will and get over 500 in SEC play like I said South Carolina at Arkansas at Bud Walton Arena it's going to be an 830 tip tonight on the SEC network uh, let's dive right into it. Take a look at the Arkansas Razorbacks. You take a look at Arkansas, 15-4 and four on the year, 3-3 three and three in the conference, a pretty good basketball team, and their first-year head coach, Eric Musselman, uh, doing a pretty good job. From what I can tell, Razorback fans seem to be a pretty big fan of him. Um, Arkansas as a team shoots 45% from the field, 31% from three-point range. They average scoring, I think, around 73 points per game or so. So, overall, a pretty solid basketball team. Again, right now you're sitting there 15 and four. Right now, they I think they started 12 and one. Um, started 12 and one in the non-conference, so they're 11 and one at home as well. So Arkansas, a very formidable opponent. Gamecocks and they need to play their best basketball without a doubt to go on the road and get a win tonight. Let's dive into some of the top storylines. And like I kind of just mentioned, but you take a look at this game, and to me, this is just another one of those swing games that South Carolina <clears throat> comes in with a major opportunity to get a big W and to impress and to get its fan base sort of really back on board and get everybody excited again. Um, you know, I, I keep saying it. I feel like every single show I talk about basketball, but, I mean, this is the main goal is to <clears throat> get to the NCAA tournament. That's the goal. You want to get to March Madness. This feels like one of those swing games you really need to win if that's going to be a realistic possibility. Uh, again, I think I talked about – Arkansas is a very good team, a, a very solid team, if you will, but South Carolina has shown what it can do, going on the road, beating Virginia, beating Kentucky at home. The Gamecocks formidable themselves. But, again, we've seen some of the inconsistencies. Obviously, you took care of business over the weekend against the Vanderbilt team that is not very good. Let's just call it for what it is. But you have an opportunity in another one of these swing games. The line, I'm recording this before the line is actually dropped. I imagine Arkansas will be at least a couple of points favorite, being the home team being a little bit probably more proven, a more proven commodity, if you will. Um, but this is a really, really big opportunity for South Carolina to sort of put the SEC on high alert, if you will, let its fan base know that, hey, this is a team that is a serious tournament contender, if you will. So I, I'm very excited about that. And, again, it's just one of those swing games. I think if you're going to be in serious consideration, a team that could make a run to the tournament, you, you really do need to win this game. Um, Another big storyline for me, I talked about it on Saturday. You know, you beat Vanderbilt. You get a 26-point win against Vandy. Uncle Mo, can you keep Uncle Mo on your side? You know, again, we've talked about before. South Carolina, this basketball team has been very Jekyll, very Hyde, very inconsistent. Can we see that good version of South Carolina basketball show up tonight? I mean, you know, like I said, you got Uncle Mo in your corner on your sideline against Vanderbilt. Can you continue that momentum on the road? That'll be a big question mark to me. Um, 
another thing for me is just what is the defensive game plan? I'm going to get into it just a second, but the Arkansas players to watch for revolves all three guys at the guard positions averaging over 15 points per game. Um, South Carolina, when they've had defensive breakdowns this year, has been a team that has allowed a lot of open looks. I mean, you could really even say against Vanderbilt. South, and Frank Martin acknowledged this after the game. The Gamecocks allowed a lot of open looks that Vanderbilt simply did not hit. So I don't think you'll have success doing that tonight. I think you're going to have to play much better defense. What is the defensive game plan? Do we see man? Do we see zone? Do we see a lot of trapping? I'll be – I feel like for whatever reason, I am expecting this to be a very classic Frank Martin-esque game, a very defensive game. I I just – for whatever reason, I'm expecting that the Gamecocks to come out and play really, really tough physical defense. I think you almost have to do that against a team like Arkansas. So I'll be curious to see just what the defensive game plan is. Um, Another thing for me, can A.J. Lawson – stay hot um you know had a solid game against Vanderbilt was that maybe the game that he needed to get himself going um you know I talked about a little bit last week you know about that game potentially being a game where AJ could sort of get on track and kind of become the dude again this will be another test for him and I mean I already talked about the Arkansas guards I'm going to go even more in detail talking about their guards in just a second but this is a game to me where A.J. really does need to show up and play his best basketball. And the Gamecocks absolutely need him in a game like this. When you go on the road, you need your leaders. You need your warriors out there. And A.J. Lawson is definitely one of those guys, in my opinion. Can we see a flash? Can we see flashes of A.J. Lawson that we saw a year ago? I'll be interested to see that as well. Um, lastly, for me, just road warriors. You know what I'm saying? I, Gamecocks basketball, for whatever reason, I know you lost at Auburn the last game, but South Carolina, in my opinion, has been pretty good on the road for a team that everybody kind of considers young right now. Like, these guys have embraced the challenge. Can you do that once again? Bud Walton Arena is a pretty raucous place. And, again, Arkansas is a good basketball team. So, I'm expecting a pretty good crowd. Can you weather the storm? Can you be those road warriors? And, again, we know how tough it is to go on the road in the SEC and to get a win. But can you do it? Can you manage? Can you weather the storm? You've gone to Virginia and done it. You can go anywhere and win, in my opinion after seeing that performance. So I'll just be interested to see how this team reacts, again, being on the road in a tough environment. Um, When you take a look at Arkansas, the players to watch for, you know, I already talked about it. This really centers around the guard position because I was taking a look and I was like, man, like just listing them off. These dudes are – their stats are ridiculous. Um, You first start out with Mason Jones, 6'5", 200. All he's averaging is 18.4 points per game, 6.1 rebounds per game, both of which lead their team. you know, a really good player. And I will say this, speaking on their guards, Arkansas, I think, may be susceptible down low a little bit um, because, again, they are so guard-heavy. But I think it more so speaks to just how good these guards are. So, again, they're led by Mason Jones, a guy who is a scorer of the basketball, seems to be in the right place in the right time, plays bigger at 6'5", 200. You see, again, the rebound number, 6.1 rebounds per game, plays bigger than his size indicates on the roster. So, Definitely somebody the Gamecocks are going to have their hands full with. Uh, next guy, Isaiah Joe, six foot five, also one eighty. Um, he's averaging 16.8 points per game. Another guy that's just super long can score the basketball. Um, you know, I think my biggest question is who's going to cover these guys? You know, who's going to guard these guys? Um, whoever it is, again, going to have their hands full. You're going to need to limit a guy like Isaiah Joe. You cannot let him get free. Kind of reminds me of a Jermaine Kuznar type. Uh, and the last one, Jimmy Witt Jr. Again, another guard, six foot three, one seventy five, senior. A little bit more lanky, or uh, you know, lanky. A little bit more like your traditional guard, if you will, at six three, one seventy five. Fifteen point three points per game, five point one rebounds per game. He's second on the team in rebounds per game. 
you know, the senior leader on the floor for Arkansas, Jimmy Witt Jr. does not get the credit he deserves, but Witt overall, a guy that, again, is their leader. He's going to make a lot of the calls on offense, really tough-nosed guy defensively as well. So Jimmy Witt Jr., a really, really capable player. And, again, the guard position for Arkansas, if you want to see some good guard play, tune in tonight because you are certainly going to see it, hopefully on both sides, obviously. Um, looking at the keys to the game for this one, I spent time talking about their guards. I'm going to continue to do so. You've got to find a way to make their guards uncomfortable because if you let all three guys hit their averages, there's no way you're winning this game. So I talked about earlier, what is the defensive game plan going to be? I do expect South Carolina to get in their face, to be very physical. You got to do so. You got to make these guys uncomfortable, make them take contested shots, make them take shots they're not comfortable taking, force them into bad shots. It's the only way you're going to win this game. You absolutely cannot depend on, you know, you, you simply can't leave them open because they're going to make them. So you got to make their guards uncomfortable in this one. Um, my second key to the game. Guys, I think South Carolina's got to shoot 35-plus percent from three-point range. I think they've got, a good, they've got to have a good night shooting the basketball. Arkansas is going to get theirs. You know what I mean? I think even with a good defensive game plan and me expecting South Carolina to play good defense, you're going to have to shoot the basketball well. You're gonna, I think you probably have to shoot over 40% from the field and 35% plus from three-point range, no doubt in my opinion. You're going to need to have a good shooting night to beat Arkansas. Uh, and then lastly, I talked about it a little bit earlier – but my last key to the game simply weather the storm. You know what I mean? I, you're going into Bud Walton Arena, which is a pretty raucous environment. Again, Arkansas is a good basketball team. Can this South Carolina team sort of, you know, basketball is a game of runs. You're going to see a lot of, you know, Arkansas going to run, South Carolina on a run. You go back and forth, back and forth. We all know how the game of basketball works. You got to be able to weather the storm, though. I thought that was the one thing at Auburn that really stuck out was, you know, the Gamecocks got the game to a one-point game, but – as soon as Arkansas hit that kind of last run, South Carolina had no answer. You've got to be able to weather the storm, hold your own, if you will, limit the damage, stop the bleeding, whatever mantra you want to use. But they're going to have to weather the storm in this one to have a chance to beat Arkansas. Um, as far as my prediction is concerned, you know, Gamecocks, like I said, coming off that big win against Vanderbilt, a lot of momentum on their side. You know, I think they have a big opportunity. Arkansas themselves actually coming off of a win against TCU in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. I think this is going to be a really – Really hard-fought, close game. I think it's going to be a tough one, though, for South Carolina to eke out. I've got Arkansas winning this one 72-68. to Like I said, I think it's a tough, hard-fought game, but I think Arkansas at the end is just too much for South Carolina. They're a really good basketball team. I think at least one of their guards is going to have a big night against this Gamecocks team. And, you know, again, it's just – it's a lot to ask to go on the road. I mean, this, this is the toughest game of the upcoming stretch that you have. Um, because after this, you've got Mizzou at home, at Ole Miss, A&M at home, at Georgia. Very, very manageable stretch. Again, I, like I said, this is the toss-up game that is going to really determine if you are ready for a true run at the NCAA tournament. Um, I think, unfortunately, I think Arkansas is just a little bit, a little, little too good for South Carolina right now. I got the Razorbacks winning this one, 72-68. to 68. Um, So, yeah, should be a lot of fun tonight. You guys stay tuned. Obviously, we'll be covering the game in its entirety. Uh, on the Spurs Up show, everything, be sure to stay tuned for that. Uh, all right, let's talk some baseball. Before we do, though, before we do, if you guys need tickets to anything, whether it be South Carolina Gamecock sporting events, professional sporting events, concerts, comedy club events, I know Dave Chappelle's in town this week, Post Malone's here next month, whatever it may be, though, go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP. You're going to save $20 off your first purchase. Guys, I love SeatGeek. They're the only place that I go for tickets. Whenever I need tickets to South Carolina baseball, basketball, football, um, whatever it may be, they are the place that I go. They've got a great ticket rating system, which rates the tickets for you based on the type of deal you're getting. So never again, number one, 
are you going to have to scalp tickets? Because scalping tickets sucks. We all know that. It sucks. There's nothing worse than being in pregame, having to walk around with your fingers, oh, I need two, I need three, I need four, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Then you buy the tickets. Hell, this is a thing now. You don't even know if the tickets are real. That's a crazy thing. That's a crazy thing to worry about. With SeatGeek, you never have to worry about. They make it super simple, super easy. They do all the work for you because they're going to tell you exactly what you're paying, exactly what type of deal you're getting, so you're not going to overpay for some crappy seats. And if you find a steal, they're going to let you know, so you make sure to go ahead and scoop them up. You're going to know exactly where you're sitting, get to see a view of the seats. It's really super simple, super easy. Again, they make your life so much easier. They give you that peace of mind as well before you click the buy button. So, again, that's our friends at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP, that's S-P-R-S-U-P, to save $20 off your first purchase. All right, let's talk some Carolina baseball. Continue the position unit previews, talking about the Gamecocks' third baseman heading into the 2020 season. Let's start what we always do with the key losses. And when you look at this one, one name really sticks out, and that is Jacob Olson, a guy that was a – a mainstay in the South Carolina lineup over the past couple seasons. Last year, Jacob hit 254, 13 home runs, 37 RBIs, led the Gamecocks in home runs. You know, was a guy that seemingly whenever you needed that big hit, um, he was a guy that a lot of times came up with it for you. I think he had a walk-off. I think, I think he was the one that hit the walk-off against, uh, <clears throat> against NC State and Charlotte. Um, you know, a guy that just was a really, really solid player in the field, at the plate. I know he played a lot of outfield as well. Quentin Perez is the other guy that's the big loss for this team that did play some third base, started about 24 games. But, you know, Jacob Olson, and really played outfield more so to help South Carolina because of injuries and stuff like that. But Jacob Olson, the big loss here. That's the guy you have to replace. That's the void you have to fill, if you will, at this position. You take a look at who's back, and there really is nobody back. It's all going to be newcomers. Um so I'll talk about the guys that are going to play this position or fight and battle for this position. You've got Brennan Malone, who's the guy I'm going to spend most of the time talking about, Braylon Wimmer, Bryant Bowen, Noah Campbell has played some third as well. I mean, I think Wes Clark could probably play third. I think Dallas Beaver maybe could play third if they needed him to. But I want to spend the majority of this time talking about Brennan Malone because, you know, normally you guys, I do the most to prove, the best overall. Brennan Malone fits both those categories. He, to me, from watching in the fall and so far this spring, He's going to be the Gamecocks opening day third baseman. I would be absolutely shocked if he's not. A guy that tore the cover off the baseball in the fall. Hit three home runs in the Garnet and Black World Series game. Went three for four with three bombs. And, guys, the fourth at bat, the ball was caught at the track. I mean, this is a dude that has stupid pop, a lot of power. Again, when you take a look at him, you know, when you take a look at Malone, um, the thing I like the most about him, he's six foot 200, a freshman out of Woodstock, Georgia, Woodstock High School. Does not carry himself as a freshman, though. A guy that looks like he's been playing at this level for years now. Looks like a very polished hitter. Um, but again, I like more so his approach. His approach is really what impresses me. A guy that, again, this level doesn't look too big for him. Now, we're only talking about scrimmages. We're talking about practice, whatever, like Alan Iverson says. We're talking about practice, not a game practice. We're talking about practice, which is why, again, I think he has the most to prove. I mean, a guy that, you know, it's funny. I, after the, after the Garnet Black World Series game, I made a comment to my buddy of mine that, like, man, like, the way that I'm talking about this kid, everybody's going to expect him to be all SEC, and I don't want to put that pressure on him yet. But the way he's swinging the bat, there is a lot of potential. So he's got a lot to prove. Malone needs to step in there and be that guy for South Carolina. Um, because if you don't, again, it gets very foggy after him. 
who's going to be the guy? Is it a guy like Wimmer slides over? Does Noah Campbell slide over? I mean, does Heinrich maybe slide over? Like, but I think they want Malone to be the guy. I certainly think he can be the guy. Um, and, and again, I, I'd be absolutely shocked if he's not your opening day third baseman. But he's got to prove it, obviously. I mean, we've seen a lot of guys do things in practice and they get, get on the big stage, get on the lights, whatever it may be. They see SEC pitching weekend after weekend after weekend. And it's a different animal. So, you know, I think Malone, if he can have a 250-plus double-digit home run hitting season, that's going to be, to me, you know, as a true freshman especially, I would be pretty happy. I'd be pretty content with that. Um, and to me, the season will be successful if simply Malone lives up to the hype. And, again, what is the hype? You know, for me, again, you have to somewhat temper expectations because the kid is a true freshman. As exciting as it is to watch him, I mean, when I watch this kid, I get excited. I think he's got potential to be a really good one. But he is a true freshman. So, again, I think if he can hit 250-plus, double-digit homers, he's certainly got the pop for that. I think he's a, he's a good glove in the field. You know, just watch him. He's a very solid glove in the field. He's got a good arm at third base. Um, I think if he can just provide you that, a, a consistent day-in, day-out guy, or you sort, of, you sort of know what you're getting out of him, I think he'll be like a middle-of-the-lineup type guy for the Gamecocks. I, I think probably in the – Five or six hole, I would say, I think is about where I see him landing. But, um, yeah, I, I think as long as Brennan Malone can do those things, I think it will be a successful season for the third base position. Overall grade, I'm going to give it a C-plus right now. Again, there's a lot of potential, but it's just potential. That's all it is right now. So, can Brennan Malone live up to the hype? Again, I'm optimistic that he will. But C-plus right now, I'm very comfortable with that as a grade. Um, I will say, again, the thing that's been most interesting to me about the third base position – Noah Campbell's been practicing there a pretty good bit. So I think they're ready to, if Brendan Malone struggles early, to throw somebody else out there, whether it be Campbell, whether it be Wimmer, whether it be Heinrich, whoever it may be. There's a lot of different guys in the infield that can play different positions. So, But I do think this is Malone's position to lose. I, again, would be shocked if he's not the opening day third baseman. Again, C-plus for this group is about fair, I think. But I'm very excited, very, very excited about what Brendan Malone can be for this Gamecocks baseball team. A um, couple news and notes, and we'll wrap it up here. Actually, just one news and note. Gamecocks softball ranked 19th in the preseason coaches' top 25. I think it's the NCBA. Either way, 19th in the preseason coaches' top 25. So I wanted to give Beverly Smith's ladies a quick shout-out. Very excited. Those, uh, the ladies, they open up – softball opens up their season February the 7th, the week before baseball, um, at their park here in Columbia, their beautiful, beautiful park, which I can't believe it escapes the name of me right now. I do apologize. But – um, <clears throat> really excited for that. Kudos to them. Again, the chase to Oklahoma City is on where the, where the softball College World Series is. So really, really exciting stuff. Um, so look forward to get, getting out there and catching a game or two. So that's going to do it for me. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, again, use SeatGeek for your tickets. Really exciting stuff coming this week. New merchandise dropping on Friday. I'm really, really pumped. Really do appreciate you guys, the support, the love. Um, if you're wondering why we didn't talk about South Carolina football on this show, because there's a lot to talk about with recruiting rankings, with Jordan Birch. Wanted to save that for tomorrow's show. I promise you I have got a lot of opinions on it. I've got a lot of opinions on Jordan Birch. I've got a lot of opinions on the recruiting rankings and the process of the recruiting rankings that I want to get to. But, again, I want to cover that on Thursday's show, um, make that kind of put that into the big show, if you will. So we'll do that on Thursday's or tomorrow's show. If you will appreciate you guys tuning in. As always, I'm Chris Holtz from the Spurs Up Show, and we will talk to you tomorrow.